Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pam Larickia, and this is episode number 216 of the podcast. It's the 26th of February, 2020, as I record this intro. And this week, I have a lovely conversation with Nikki Zavitz. Nikki talks about how her life as a teacher influenced her decision to unschool and how it also created challenges in her deschooling journey. She shares stories from what she calls the messy middle, the beautiful moments that come alive every day, and the deep connections she has with her girls and her husband as they move through this life together. As a personal update, I just thought I'd take a moment to appreciate my days. I've had fascinating and heartfelt conversations with all my kids and Rocco this week. The dogs are laying nearby in front of the open wood stove. Snow is falling. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) And I've enjoyed a couple of walks in the forest this week. It's that time of year when the snowpack is probably six to eight inches, and the perspective change afforded by that extra height is noticeable to me. I need to duck under branches that I don't typically notice in the summer. Even as I walk across the open areas, it feels like I'm perched a bit above my normal view. It's so interesting to contemplate this change in perspective, and it reminds me to try out those different perspectives with other things in my life too. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. And a big welcome to new patrons, Allison Barlow and Diana Height. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support not only lets me know that you enjoy the show and want it to continue, it allows me to spend time creating episodes each week and to keep the podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now let's dive into my conversation with Nikki. Welcome. I'm Pam Larickia from livingjoyfully.ca and today I'm here with Nikki Zavitz. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Pam. (laughs) Now, we have been connected online for a few years now, so I'm really excited to learn more about your unschooling journey. So to get us started, can you share with us a bit about you and your family and what everybody's into right now? Sure. Um, So me and my family, we live in Ontario, Canada, in the Georgian Bay area. Um, I'm married to my partner, Joel, and he is a landscape architect. Um, in the town near us. And we have three daughters, um, Noah, who's 10, Ayla, who's eight, and Chai, who's six, but they all have birthdays coming up. So I'll have to like, get used to saying the yeah. other ages, their new ages takes me <laughs> usually takes me a couple months to remember. But um, yeah, so and we live on like our a dream, our dream property. Um, just so lovely. Um, just a one acre. We live on a river and we have a big garden and chickens and we've dabbled in bees and yeah, it's just quite a lovely place to live and grow up for my kids. It's like kind of what I always wanted <laughs> as, a, as a child. <laughs> um, and yeah, my, I'm, I'm like a hobby collector. <laughs> I just love learning new things and um So I have tons of passions and things going on all the time. Um, My kids are really into skiing because we live near a mountain, a ski hill. And um, we have an ice rink in the backyard. And we love playing board games together. And my kids are just into so many things. I could go on for hours about each of them. But, um, you know, they're always playing Minecraft together. And... (laughs) They're always hooting and hollering at each other and there's a lot of excitement in the house when they're playing mini games and designing and they play with their friends and they could talk about Minecraft for hours and hours. It's usually um, most of our dinner conversations (laughs) 
Minecraft, what they're building and what YouTuber they were just watching. And yeah, they just love, love it. Um, my oldest, Noah, she is quite creative and really into, she loves to set up Playmobil cities and they take up our whole family room and they're on the floor for weeks and they go back to them whenever they want and then gets a little messy and we clean it up and they start over. So that happens a lot. Um, she's really into drawing. She loves drawing characters, which actually just sort of um, snowballed into making um, like stop motion videos. And mm. she, yeah, and she really got into writing a play with the character she was drawing. So that's kind of been something new and cool. Um, she's also really into, and I, I asked my children's permission to make sure I could talk about them and they were so excited about it. But um, Noah's 10, so she's kind of pre-pubescent right now. And she's actually really into talking with me about puberty and the menstrual cycle. And she's really embracing it because I kind of am really into that stuff. and. I love learning about the cycle and yes, yeah, so we're talking about that all the time. It's wow. quite quite wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And no, Ayla, my eight-year-old, she's got so much energy. She loves gymnastics and playing with her. She loves to be silly with her little sister. They play, um, she's often playing pretend like babies and house and teenagers so she she's plays quite differently than my oldest my oldest plays with little intricate characters and Ayla's more into like pretending real life um which is really cool to see the difference there um and yeah Ayla loves to also since she was like four she's really loved to and been into watching birth videos oh wow <laughs> yeah she's really into like birth and babies and pregnant women and we've borrowed videos from the midwives and stuff and a friend of mine's daughter's a midwife and she's always asking me questions about her job and it's it's pretty cool and i had a midwife for all three of them so she loves hearing stories about them and stuff. It's It's been pretty neat to kind of explore that with her. Um, and at first, it may be a little uncomfortable to be like, oh my goodness, a four-year-old. But she's so interested in it, so passionate about it. So we just kind of roll with it. <laughs> and my youngest, Chai, she's a little firecracker. She's got so much energy too. And she's always making us laugh. And she loves to draw and sing and dance and she loves to uh, make little paper dolls she has like 30 sets that she's made like whole villages and characters and she gives them away as gifts they're so sweet <laughs> yeah mm. so there's just always stuff going on always things happening and yeah it's pretty great they're at really great ages right now um we're kind of out of the drowning stage <laughs> You know, so it's just kind of a cool, just cool worlds get opened up when you sort of move out of the younger stages. And yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Wow. I, I really love hearing like the wide range of things, you know, because if somebody's trying to answer, I love that you went into depth with each of them because, you know, you mentioned up first that you know, how much they love Minecraft and how often that's a topic of conversation. And that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> But sometimes people get stuck there too, right? It's like, oh, you know, that's a big thing. And they don't take that extra moment to look at all the other things that weave through their lives, you know, when, when they get worried about a lot of time gaming or, or, or watching um, YouTube or whatever, whatever. But when you look at that bigger picture, that's when you start to see the other connections too, like, from what they're watching on YouTube to what they're interesting in, to watching birthing videos, you know, yeah. like maybe how to drawing videos, you know, just the yeah. wide range of how all their interests are not only like maybe even just tangentially connected to, to each other mm -hmm. to like, but how um, you mentioned it too, how they're so very different from each other as yeah. well. Like how you can see, their personalities and who they are as a person starting to shine through the things that they're choosing, the kind of what they find interesting and how different it is. I, I love that piece because, you know, they're all growing up. I saw it with my kids too. And many people see that 
um, that they're, they're really their own person, even at four, right? Even yeah. at, you know, months old, <laughs> you know what I mean? But when you give it the space and you support all the different things that they're interested in in the moment, you start to see how their personality is weaving in and, and you start to really see them as their own wonderful being, right? Does that make sense? For sure. Yes, totally. And I, I loved like, I loved like answering that question and thinking about it because I, I've never really like, like I took a few notes on it because they're into so many things and I've never really like really taken stock of like all the stuff they're into right now. And it was like, Oh, that was, this is awesome. I, I'm like, I forgot all the stuff that they're into because they do love Minecraft and they do play a lot of Minecraft. And sometimes that's in my, in my view all the time. And it was really nice to be reminded when I wrote out and thought about each, each child. And I was like, Oh my gosh, man, they are just doing so many things. They have so many interests. And I love that I was able to know it all too, you know, like off the top of my head, I was like, yeah, I just know so much about their interests. And I'd never really taken stock like that before. It was great. <laughs> Thank well, you. That, that's awesome. Oh, no problem. <laughs> so I'd be curious to learn how you discovered unschooling and what your family's move to unschooling looked like. Like, where did you first hear about it? Well, I, it's so funny because, so I was a teacher and I taught for 10 years um, and I wanted to be a teacher like my whole life. Like really, it was like, I think my mom gave me like my kindergarten, a book that I had written in kindergarten. I want to be a teacher. Like, and it was just something I had kind of guided my whole path on. Um, And I I did have quite a different teaching style when I was teaching. Like I, um, I taught primary and I often had no desks <laughs> and we had games all over and set play centers. And I just tried to make it so much fun. I never assigned homework. I just, so I kind of had a little bit of an unorthodox way of, of teaching. Um, but when I started having kids, yeah, it just, everything sort of shifted for me. And I did still teach between my first and second. I I went, they're very close in age. They're all like 18 months apart. So I did go back between them, but it just felt like honestly torturous. And I don't mean that in a judgment way for anyone who is able to work, but Mm -hmm. it was so hard for me to have to, and maybe it's even the profession of teaching, but to have to be loving and kind and patient and give all this energy to children all day, leaving my little ones with, we, I shared a nanny at the time, so I didn't necessarily have to drop them off anywhere. A nanny came to our house, but it was still hard. I was felt like I was missing so much and it, it was just, it just felt wrong for me personally. And I wasn't doing, I felt like I wasn't doing my job a service or my kids. I just felt so torn and that went on for two years and, and then, um, we got pregnant a third time and, um, when Chai, my third was born, when Chai was born, it was right around the time when I was supposed to be um, filling out paperwork for my oldest to go into school. She was just turning four and I had a, a little bit of a difficult birth with my third and we had a little bit of a scary, um, instance where I something bad could have happened so I I got a little bit of a a wake-up call of like what am I doing you know like this is my one chance this is my one life I don't want to be half excuse my language but half-assing it you know here and here I want to be and I'm a hundred percent type of person and I wasn't that and I just was like I can't do it. I can't send her away when I'm home on mat leave with my my new baby and my two-year-old. I'm going to go send my just four-year-old off to this. And I was a teacher at the school. I was sending her and I just couldn't even, I just couldn't do it. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to keep her home. I taught kindergarten. I was like, I'll just, you know, keep her home and we'll just do our, we'll keep doing our own thing here. And my, and then at that point, homeschooling was kind of on my radar because my husband, um, some people he works with, they're 
um, kids are homeschooled, but it's a very, uh, I think it's more actual homeschooling and like a little bit of a religious homeschooling. So it was sort of on my radar, but I definitely knew that I didn't want to have the relationship with my children that I had with the kids I had at school when I was teaching. I knew I didn't want to have this like agenda for them and this coercion and because I know what it's like. I knew what it was like teaching. I knew what it was like with some of those kids who weren't ready to be reading and were pushing them so hard in kindergarten. And I just did. That was the last thing I wanted. I just wanted to spend time with my kids and keep keep living with them. And so I just was popped on the internet as I do research and the word, the crazy word unschooling came up, right? Yeah, yeah. What is this? It sounds crazy and amazing. What is it? And I just like started researching. I found your blog. I found Sandra Dodds. I found John Holt books. I'm like a research junkie. So I just (laughs) dove, dove right in. And it just was one of those things that just was like, heck yeah, this sounds not only amazing, but it's like a continuation of what we're doing, you know, because that's kind of what we're doing before we send our kids to school. We're just living and learning and supporting. And, you know, I, I just was like, this sounds amazing. Um, so yeah, intellectually, I got it right away. Um, <laughs> but it's been a, a whole journey of seven years of actually practicing it. But yeah, it made sense right away for me. Um, and Joe, my husband was so supportive, as he always is, of my craziness and my ideas. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he just, he trusted me. And um, I did get some, you know, resistance from the people in my life because I had a really good job and we were a double income family and I was making really good money. And oh no, I had to let go of the pension, you know, all of the, all of the lectures I got about that. (laughs) But it was, uh, it was an easy decision for me to quit teaching and just kind of dive into my life as being a mom and learning alongside them. And yeah, so I guess that's the story of how we came across unschooling. (laughs) (laughs) And And now I feel, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Pam. Well, I was just going to say so many connections that I felt along the same lines with my journey. I was, uh, my kids were in school by the time, Mm -hmm. you know, I came across it, but that, that feeling, um, you know, between the pull between work and and parenting, you know, and getting to that point where I felt like I was not doing a service or um, the work not applying myself the way that I wanted to in either space. And that just, mm-hmm. I didn't feel good about myself in either, like at work or yeah. at home, yeah. right? So I really mm-hmm. related to that feeling. And it was, okay, you know, for me, it's always questioned my premises. Like before I didn't, that, that's kind of what I've always done, a way I've approached, like when things aren't feeling right, what what are the assumptions that I'm working with that have gotten me into a situation where nothing is feeling right? <laughs> you yeah. know, so that was definitely a huge part of um, my choice. And in fact, I ended up leaving work before I even discovered homeschooling, like choosing to come yeah. home first. And then it was more research, you know, and I was mm-hmm. researching school, you know, how to support them um, in school and came yeah. homeschooling as like, what that same that moment that like what yeah. I know there's another option what <laughs> yes and then you know very quickly once you start kind of you know searching online around homeschooling you come up with various styles and then unschooling and then like <laughs> that big like moment where you go wow that's crazy and so cool and you know and then you just keep tumbling down that rabbit hole right yeah. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that I, I don't know if the word's brave because I actually feel like I was sort of being <laughs> a little bit cowardly to not send her, but I I feel so grateful that I was like, maybe just aware is the word I'm looking for. Just aware enough to know that 
that voice was serious, you know, that I was like, this just does not feel right. And what we're doing right now is amazing. So it's not like I, we needed a different option. It was just like arbitrary, you know, that age hits and yeah. And it was amazing because I taught in that system and I like worked my whole life to get there. And I, I, I did love my job, but now looking back, (laughs) I have a completely different perspective of my job and, and yeah, just the learning that I see now is just so different compared to what I was doing when I was a teacher. But anyways, that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah. Yeah, no. And that's a cool conversation too. And it is, yeah, yeah, we, I mean, we've had a lot of, of the podcast guests have come from being teachers, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and having that insight into that world and that insight into how learning is structured there and then seeing how it unfolds in their own family and, and that being a pivotal moment for them you know, in really understanding the value for, for them and for their kids of living and learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the other huge piece that you mentioned was, and I love this, it's something that I have become more and more kind of passionate about is it is like when you first come across it, right. And it makes so much sense. It's like, yes, yes. You know, and then we want to dive in, but understanding it intellectually to the process, to living it, um, is, yeah. is huge. It's like night and day. It's like so huge. Color. It's like you think. It's like oh my gosh, unschooling. That sounds wonderful. You kind of think, oh look, I've decided. I'm at the end of my journey. But actually, it's almost really just the beginning, right? As you learn um, how to just live that way with your kids and and. Well, I mean, you're learning about everything, right? You're learning about yourself. You're learning about your kids. You're you're learning about so much, and, and it's not that it ever stops. But the bulk of that is kind of what we typically call the deschooling process, right? So, for sure, over those years, I'd be curious what one of the more challenging aspects of that, you know, deschooling. Um, journey was for you and if you could talk a little bit about how you worked your way through it yeah I I feel like we could spend the whole podcast talking about this because I I am I think because of my background with teaching um I feel my de-schooling process it's just been so ongoing and very intense and like I am so passionate about unschooling. And like I said, I read every book and I listened to every podcast and took notes and highlighted. And I had, we had discussion groups at my house and I run the Facebook page and I'm so, but oh my gosh, the de-schooling for me, it's like flipped me upside down. Like truly, I, I think the hardest part overall, and there's so many connections off of it, was that <laughs> the fact that like, it was all about me at the same time as being not about me at all. I don't know if that makes any <laughs> sense. It. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, I was the, un, I was the student of unschooling. I was, it's all me having to unlearn things. And, and, you know, it was just like so many, and Anne talks about this and you talk about this all the time. Like, so many layers, so many things I would bump up against that made me uncomfortable. And it was always about me. Like that me meaning I had to definitely like really dig into those feelings. And oh man, like we've been unschooling for seven years and I still feel like I'm brand new at it. <laughs> like and it's a really cool feeling weirdly because it's like proves how much unlearning I've had to do and how my kids are like they're just like my teachers for it they're it's really incredible so I I say that that's the hardest part me and I mean that because it it never ends I think and I'm like the type you know type a I just I really love things that are black and white 
Take it off. Oh, I got that now. I can move on. And it's just never been like that. And I mean that in the greatest way, but the hardest way. <laughs> it's yeah. so true. I love that. I love that because, I mean, I, I that urge to be able to tick it off, to like feel like, oh, you know, it's it's done. But then, you know, you realize as well along the way that, you know, our kids are always changing. We're always changing. And like you said, mm-hmm. that's also fun part because it always means that there's so many possibilities ahead, right? Yeah. It's a, yeah. You know, being open to where everybody is in the moment and where we're all kind of looking to go. So, you know, we unschooled for 20 odd years and it's, it's, it's totally not done that way because no. it becomes a lifestyle. It, it becomes about, um, who we want to be as people. And that never ends. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's life. Yeah. And it's so funny because I, I think in the beginning, because of, you know, I came from the teaching background and I, I like wanted to like study for unschooling, you know, that's what I was doing. I was like studying it. I was right reading the books and following mentors and, Oh, it was like, I just immersed myself in it, which is really great. But I think I still had this idea that I could, ace unschooling you know I could just like be the best at it and and I could get it right and and it's I have I've slowly started to learn to let go of the that um but still immersing myself in it but without the outcome that I'm going to get this right you know but that is completely and utterly part of the de-schooling journey yes Because I think so many of us go into it that way. You know, it's our kids. It's our parenting. We want to do it right. We want to do it well. Mm-hmm. And one aspect of the whole de-schooling journey is questioning the expectations we set up for ourselves, the goals, like like what really is success, what value do having expectations have. And then, like, and we work through it. Um, with regards to our kids, right? And then at some mm-hmm. point, it's like, oh, you know, this also all applies to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and questioning ourselves along the way, that becomes another huge piece. And it is at that point. And, it, and like you said, it is so valuable to immerse ourselves in it, right? To find groups that connect with us um, where we can have these kinds of conversations because, it's not something that, you know, it's still alternative enough that, you know, there's not, I know you've got a local group, which is awesome. And you were having conversations in your home. Um, mm-hmm. But it was something that, you know, I didn't know people who were doing it. I didn't. Yeah. Like, so even whether it's online groups or, or person to person groups, whatever, but it, it is so different than what we we're used to for many of us, depending on where we come to it from, that 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 immersion is so helpful um, for us to keep questioning things, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than take that for sure. step, think we've got the answer, and then just step back and do it. Because really, realistically, you know, mm-hmm. that first level of learning about schooling and thinking, oh, this is so cool. That's like just the top layer of that onion. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you stop peeling the onion, it's going to be really hard to get where you want to go, right? Creating that thriving, sure. unschooling, just atmosphere in your family is going to be so hard to get to if you've only looked at that first layer of the onion, right? Yeah. And, and it brings up like, you know, I was talking about how knowing that it's about me and also <laughs> something that I think I am still learning to embrace is trust. And I feel like that's like the center of unschooling. And I, it's something I've had a hard, really hard time with, to be honest. And it's, 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 um, it's just this thing that really puts a magnifying glass on me when I, when I have trouble with trusting myself, trusting the process, trusting my kids. And yeah, that's, I don't know, that's a major, um, 
what's theme that I see when I'm when I'm struggling or feeling uncomfortable, it usually has to do with trust. Um, so yeah, and I'm still reminded of this daily and it's been seven years. I'm in the messy middle, Pam, like <laughs> this is it. <laughs> like what <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about coming, me being on your podcast and how I don't have the gift. I feel like I don't have the gift of hindsight. I'm like right in the messiness of it. Um, so that being, you know, that being said, I, I feel like it's nice to hear stories from people like me too, because yeah, I'm in the thick of it and I'm struggling with some stuff and I'm, uh, you know, meeting all these major themes and um, yeah, it's just important to, I think, hear that because um, I love, I feel so inspired by you and your podcast and a lot of your guests because you guys, you've gone through it. You have the, the beauty of hindsight and but when you're in the messy middle, oh, sometimes it's just like you, it's hard and you don't want to focus on it being hard. Um, but it's nice to talk about the things that you're working through. Anyways, is kind of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, I love, 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 love that you brought that up. You know, part of me wants to say that that messiness doesn't go away <laughs> yeah <laughs> right it's fine life. you're so life right. yeah. is messy you know mm-hmm. um and we you know people who've been doing it for a long time or whose kids are are older you know what I mean we're still in relationship with our kids which is what yeah. unschooling ultimately boils down to right that trust and relationship with yeah and we're all going through hard moments in life, right? So things do get messy now. And, and so we're still working through it. It's, there's never that other side of the fence where it's like, ah, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me because that was something when I, when I used to blog a lot, when I would work through whatever issue it was that I was talking about, and I would (laughs) eventually I would end up, um, with some, some sort of sentence where it's like unschooling is life. And there was a time when I realized just where you are now that, you know, I'm in this messy middle. I want to figure this all out so that we can get there. So we can get to that graceful, loving, beautiful, trusting place. (laughs) That's candy and lollipops. Yeah. Made it right? Mm -hmm. The realization that that goal was not helpful and also not realistic, that these messy days were, this is what it's all about. These days are it. It's not some goal because in that mess, we're learning so much. We're figuring out so much and we're just, working through it together that, you know, I got to that point for the most part, because it's not fun to stay in the mess. <laughs> no, and even to be vent- <laughs> you know, but venting about it. Right, and I don't mean to do it. That. Like that's the other piece is, yeah. is actually, you know, when you're feeling in the mess, it's asking ourselves the questions, peeling back those layers of onions for ourselves, finding that trust is something that keeps coming up for me. How am I, you know, and Mm -hmm. playing with that because the messes change and how we react and and how we choose to sit with that discomfort a little bit longer, trusting that things will start popping up. You know, all those pieces are the learning that happens in there. Doesn't mean that 10 years from now, a mess walks through the door and you're like, yay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, you know, that's, that's, it's still hard, but yeah, Yeah. I, I love, I love that point. Um, and, and I do love having people on so many different points of the journey, right? Because Mm -hmm. it is so important and so valuable, I think, to hear voices at each point, because so often I think people, um, you know, worry that when things are messy or messy for too long, um, that they're, you know, maybe not doing it right. And yeah. 
get down on themselves, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean you do nothing, right? Like, like we were no. talking about when it's messy, you're trying to work things out. You're trying to figure things yeah. out. But that's, that's the journey. That's mm-hmm. not you, like, not quite being somewhere. Yeah. You're where totally. you need to be, right? You're exactly yes. where you need to be right now. I'm going to link that Amy Steinberg song because it's awesome. Yeah. That- <laughs> Um, and it's so true. Like I, um, I had, and I think I mentioned this to you in the email, like I, I even had a little bit of imposter syndrome with you asking me because I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I'm definitely not a perfect unschooler. I'm still learning. I, I'm grappling with lots of things that continually come up. It's been seven years. I had all these thoughts that I should be further than this. But then I taking in and when you asked me all these questions, I had so much to say about it with our journey and what we've gone through and how amazing it's been along the way and how hard it's been too. And um, yeah, I, it's, I think it's so nice to hear from all sorts, but also for me to express how much I appreciate hearing from um, people like you who've, who've just had more practice pretty much, right? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> and it's a practice. I love thinking of it that way because it's not, it's not something that you accomplish and you're done. It right. is a practice. It is a lifestyle. Yep. It's a way of living. It's a way of approaching your days. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that makes sense to you. That's why you're choosing it, right? But yeah, yeah. It's, to think about it, that's why I always talk about if if you're asking yourself, am I done de-schooling? Then you're probably not done. <laughs> yeah, I have not. But you have a goal of finishing de-schooling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I have known in my heart, I don't know if I'll ever be done de-schooling and I am perfectly okay with that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what it is. I feel like that's what that's what it's all about, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned <laughs> we connected before the call, and you spoke then about being a recovering uh, perfectionist and how that has guided you on your unschooling journey. So I'd love to hear a bit more about that. Yeah, so this is very related to the de-schooling. And yeah, um, yeah I so I'm definitely right now in a place I've come a long way and I, I, it's really, I'm very um, comfortable now seeing myself as like a a recovering perfectionist and kind of really having dug into that and knowing sort of what, what that behavior for me was doing. Like it was a, um, a coping mechanism, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. really kind of digging into that has been very helpful, but it's, you know, if you asked me if we had this call four years ago, it would have been a completely different um, take on my perfectionism. But um, yeah, it's been like, the perfectionism has been like, almost like a map of, you know, finding the things that are uncomfortable for me, because it's like the opposite environment of where, of how an unschooling home would thrive, you know, because you want to be embracing the learning and the mistakes and the freedom and the, the comfort in the uncomfortableness and perfectionism is like avoiding all of those things. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. And that's what kept happening. I was like bumping up against a lot of things, excuse me, that were uncomfortable and it, yeah, it was just a, great continual reminder that I had a lot of work to do, (laughs) but not in the sense of like trying to be better, more in the sense of trying to unlearn that behavior, you know, which is a huge like paradox, like to think like that. Um, How much of it is that a paradox, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Did you find that it ties back? Cause it did for me. Um, because I learned through school, you know, learned to, to pursue, mm-hmm. you know, the good marks and the, you know, yes. and so bad when I didn't get them and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And for me, you, you mentioned earlier learning so much from your kids. And I think for me, this was something um, in my de-schooling process that I learned through watching my kids because, you know, they would try things and they wouldn't work out. And so often it didn't matter to them. 
they just kept yeah. trying again. They just tried something different and I would watch them and I'd like, in my head, you know, I'm saying to myself, that thing went that wrong for me. I would have like run to the bedroom and hidden, you know, to make sure nobody saw or whatever. You know what I mean? That yeah. it that was something that I learned to embrace um, through watching my kids and realizing, you know what? I you because you're questioning yourself. It's like, okay, why would I have that reaction? What is it? Mm-hmm. How is it good for them? Like. I see them moving forward and learning more and learning more. And that was just more information for them, you know, as I'm figuring it out for myself. And, you know, why can't I just use that as information? Why do I feel so embarrassed? I don't think less of them for Mm -hmm. having something go go wrong. You know, I bet they wouldn't actually be thinking less of me. It's just me thinking less of me. You know, that's that whole kind of can of worms that you sit and kind of dig into when you realize something's getting in your way like that, right? Yeah, and and watching, yeah, exactly. Kind of seeing my kids as like, they're amazing mirrors yes. <laughs> for me, right? Like, <laughs> I have three amazing mirrors all the time, just shining back at me of the things that... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, the perfectionism too... Um, I think in your summit, Anne, Anne maybe said it, she was talking about ex- expectations being pre-planned resentments, which, wow, that like, it's so true. You know, when I have all these like um, plans and things that I have in my mind of how it's supposed to go, it never goes that way. <laughs> not really anyways, not, not freely and organically and with joy often. And and that kept, that was happening a lot. And yeah, I really had to kind of zone in and think about that, that behavior of mine. And, and because I want to be giving my kids those messages that learn learning, that's part of it. You know, mistakes are so valuable. Mistakes and quotes are, so, you know, so valuable. Um, and I spent my whole life avoiding them. <laughs> right. Like, so, and then I, and now I'm like guiding my kids through this world of like trying to make mistakes all the time and risks and trying new things. And it's, yeah, it's not part of, it's not, um, it's not my personality or my normal behavior. So it's something I have to like try to do all the time. And my husband laughs because he's like the opposite of me and he's always, he thinks it's so funny how, I have to try really hard to like do things that come so easily to someone else. So it's, it, that's the amazing thing about personality, you know? Um, yeah. Everyone's journey is different. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. And it is, it's different for so many reasons, right? Like personality mm-hmm. is a huge piece of it, but then, you know, our experiences growing up, the things yeah, we like, for sure. Know, how we like to, do things it's it that's what's so fun and challenging about weaving unschooling into a family right because it's not it's going to look different with each of our own kids it's not going to look like the unschooling family down the street or in the next town or whatever and I think that's part of it is is at the beginning we are looking for those answers we are looking how to do it because we want to do it right Right. Yes. And then we're trying those things and it doesn't look the same in our family. <laughs> you know, we do those things and, but you know, it's not, they aren't as happy with it or I'm not as happy with it or it's not going as smooth. Mm-hmm. That is all part of the, the schooling. It's not that you're doing it wrong per se, but it's digging that layer deeper to see that, you know, their choices were made with respect to their family or that child, you know, whatever it is they're describing. So what to take out of um, that, those kinds of shares of other people's experiences. I love thinking about the idea of advice because it's not, it's not advice. It's sharing our experiences. So it's, it's more about how did we come up with that choice that worked really well for our child? 
you know, it's mm-hmm. because, you know, we figured out who they were there, what they were trying to accomplish, what their personality is, you know, how we mesh, yeah. how we communicate. And we put all of that together to come up with this cool thing, you know, activity or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. that worked, you know, develop that relationship that's working really well for us that we're excited to share about. But it's, it's not about the action, right? It's about all mm-hmm. the stuff that wove Yeah, the process. That bloomed. Yeah. That <laughs> mm-hmm. The roots. <laughs> the roots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The roots of unschooling. So that's, as we're immersing ourselves in it, that's what we're piecing together from everybody yeah. else's experiences and stories, you know, which is why I'm here. And what is this episode? 200 odd something. <laughs> because... It's so different. It's so fascinating to hear everybody else's stories because none of us, some of the stories will connect more closely with a listener and others. Absolutely. So you may get more insight from particular episodes, particular families, stories, et cetera, but there's still not an answer. The answer, Mm -hmm. that's still something we, the fun and the fear of knowing we need to figure this out ourselves, right? Yeah. I always had this like visual um, of for unschooling for me. It's been like, I picture it being this like big giant house and it's got like a million rooms in it and there's closets and doors everywhere. And for me, I'm like walking around this house with this lantern and the lantern is like unschooling for me. And I have to like open up doors and shine the lantern and look under the beds and look in the closet. And like, I'm finding all these new, like dusty things that are kind of have come from my life that have created mm-hmm. these uncomfortableness and this kind of scary, eerie feeling for me. And the unschooling is the light, like walking through, shining light on it, considering it, asking questions. And eventually, you know, the more lights are on and, and the closets aren't as dusty anymore and the rooms are more open and free to go in and out of. And I kind of see that. I've always pictured my unschooling journey like that because, and then everybody's house is different. You know, everyone has a different unschooling house. And I just love that visual for me. I'm always kind of picturing it like that. Like, oh, I found another room that I have to look <laughs> in and I haven't been in this room yet. I'm like, I'm going to just step my toe in this room and, and then step back out and maybe I'll come back again later. And I just love that, that wow. visual for me. <laughs> I do. I love that image, Nikki. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and something else I wanted to touch on, we were talking about, we've been talking about the dance of unschooling relationships, right? Um, Mm-hmm. And often that includes sharing pieces of our personal journey. Like we talk about so much of it, it's all about us and then about not about us yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. But sharing pieces of our journey with our children as it connects to um, what's going on in the moment, as it bubbles up in our conversations. So I'd just be curious to hear how you see that unfolding in your lives. Yeah, that's that's been an interesting um, thing to think about as well, because we we've had like we've had a kind of a bit of a tough year this year, and a lot of things came up that um, were more obvious to the kids. Where there was a lot of conversations that were had about um, things that were new to them, and they're older; they're at an older age now, where we can definitely be having those conversations, and. Um, and I say all this with, I don't ever want this to define me, but I have, I have kind of lived with anxiety and depression since mm-hmm. I was a child. Yeah. Um, it definitely doesn't define me, but it is something that's definitely been um, something I've gone through for a long time. And yeah, having those conversations is an everyday thing in our home, talking about them because, and I'm learning more and more still about this, um, but I I would never like hide a broken arm or diabetes if I had that, if I was struggling with that in my life. Yeah. And when I was a kid, no one was talking about 
um, mental health. And I didn't, I felt so different. I felt like something was wrong with me. I felt like I was so different than everybody. I, I felt like, um, yeah, it's, I felt like I was the only one in the world that felt like that. And I, I think that that's such a disservice for mental health because um, with silence and isolation comes shame. And, you know, I, and I definitely grappled with that. Um, and if I had someone in my life who was like, oh, you know, I, I kind of have those feelings sometimes, or, or I know someone, I just would have felt so much less alone yeah. and yeah. been more ops to talk about it. And so I'm always having those conversations with my kids because I want them to know that everyone has a mental health journey. Some people's are, they have to be more present and on top of it. And other people's, it's something that maybe they don't have to worry about as much, but everyone is, mental health is for everyone. And yeah, it's been, it's been really a gradual thing. That's just a a norm in our home. Like my daughter and I, uh, my middle daughter, we, we have very similar personalities. I really try not to project my experience on her though, because that can happen easily when you, um, when you can relate to someone. But um, her and I generally have daily conversations about, you know, strategies for our anxiety and worries. And we talk about them together. She'll remind me about a strategy that I could be using and I'll remind her. And it's like normal conversation in our home. <laughs> yeah. um, and for me, that's been great because it's just part of life. It's not something that defines us and it's, but it's not a shadow that's, you know, in the corner, it's kind of like in the house. We've shined the light on it. It's can't take us down. It's part of our life. We sort of embrace it. Um, And yeah, I just want them to feel like they could talk to me about anything and that there's, this is a safe environment um, for conversations like that. And yeah, and that kind of stems also into like um, no, my oldest wanting to know about the menstrual cycle. And, you know, we're always talking about those things. I'm really into learning about how I am at certain times in my cycle. And the girls were always talking about that. They have so much knowledge about, you know, we're not always feeling the same way every day and that's okay. And yeah, it's, it's been really great. I, it's it's a passion of mine kind of learning and talking about that and having girls that are also interested in it and it's become part of their life so ah, wow that's beautiful that's beautiful mm-hmm. I, I, I really loved your point about uh, everyone has a mental health journey and <clears throat> I think something that's really valuable to bring up because when we um, learn about unschooling it's so much seems, you know, it seems wonderful, you know, it seems healthy, you know, and I think sometimes people, I, you know, I've seen memes go around. So my kid doesn't need to see a psychologist later, you know, and absolutely they don't unschooling lifestyle where you're open and you're talking about things and you're talking about strategies that help. And, you know, you're talking about how we feel different day to day and like you're having those conversations openly. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that therefore our kids won't have challenges down the road. Right. Right. So it's not something to do for an acceptable result down the road, Mm -hmm. but it's a way of life, right? It's, you know, I, I don't want to be hiding, you know, mental mm-hmm. health challenges at all. Um, want to have, be having conversations as it comes up. You know, you can feel where it kind of crosses a line. That's the kind. Of, that's the dance of relationship right. with exactly. our kids. You know, when they're starting to feel a weight um, from mm-hmm. conversations that we're having, and you know, okay, I'm going to right. a little bit, or I'm going to let them bring it up for the next <coughs> while. Because what we're choosing in the moment is what feels right to us in the moment doesn't mean that three weeks from now we're going to be doing something different, right? Because right. we're living in the moment with them. So I yeah. think such a beautiful thing to bring up that this is um, about 
It's about self-awareness, helping each mm-hmm. other, gaining self-awareness. Um, we learn how things change over time, how things change day to day, and it doesn't like end some result when they're no longer school age, right? This is right. About how we live as a person, isn't it? And our relationship yeah. continue on forever. Yeah, and it brings up so many opportunities for them to ask questions, to walk away from the conversation, to not not really be interested to show empathy, you know, ways to have understanding for others. Like it stemmed into conversations about, you know, even just me, like I'm a very aware person. I'm educated. I have a wonderful family, an amazing husband. I have a roof over my head and food and I still have mental health challenges. So it brought up conversations about, can you imagine how hard it would be for someone who doesn't have all those things? And like, that's empathy at its best, you know, thinking about, um, it's really taught my kids empathy and understanding and, and to know like unschooling doesn't mean they're never going to have therapy, but to me, it means that they're open to be talking about needing therapy with me. Yeah, yes, <laughs> you know, all right. Yeah. So, and I, that's amazing. Like I, I feel like that's part of the relationship, the building of the relationships and, and yeah, it's just been a really, um, an interesting way for us to get to know each other more and for them to, um, in, at, a, at an appropriate amount for their ages and stuff, yeah. but just yeah. knowing kind of some, some things that I've been going through. And then also for them to be able to witness my husband and my relationship through that and how we support each other and, and, and you know, ways that one of us has to pick up the slack more when the other's feeling a little less. Like it, it just gives them the opportunity to be present during life, really. <laughs> yeah, well, that's beautiful. Thanks so much. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> so I would love to know what is your favorite thing about your unschooling lives right now? Oh my goodness. That's hard. <laughs> that's <an> easy <laughs> question, right? <laughs> uh, I think, well, I absolutely love the just the richness <clears throat> and the deepness of our relationship. You know, I know them so well, but I'm learning more and more about them every day. Um, them and them for me as well. Um, and also just learning alongside them. Like, oh, it's so amazing how much we're learning together. And not even like, we're not even seeking learning. Like, it's just... Un- unraveling before us, you know, with our passion, my passions and my thirst for learning. And they, they get stuff from what I'm learning and I get stuff from what they're learning and we're strewing for each other. It's just such a beautiful dance. Yeah. It's, it's so great. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. It's just the richness of, of your lives as you're living together. And yeah, you get to that point where, you just learning just weaves into your days mm-hmm. without, without any thought per se, because, yeah. you know, without any intention, maybe mm-hmm. but the intention is to do what you enjoy doing, right. To follow, right. follow your passion, see what comes up and boom, you know, and I love when you get to that point too, where they're bringing stuff that they think you'll be interested in. You're bringing stuff to them. Everybody's just kind of, living um together joyfully right (laughs) yeah exactly yeah yeah it's Uh, a beautiful life it really is with uh, all the messiness of it too it's just quite uh, wonderful right right oh that's so (laughs) awesome well thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me nikki i loved our conversation i really appreciate it thank you oh me too thank you so much for having me on oh i feel honored it was wonderful (laughs) Oh, it was, it was so wonderful for me too. Like, like we were saying, I'm, I'm learning all the time. I'm making new connections, you know, new topics are coming up. I just, I, I just have so much fun chatting with other unschooling parents. So thank you so much for joining us. And before we go, where can people connect with you online? Uh, so I'm just a regular old Joe. I, I don't really have a blog or anything. I do. I am on Instagram as Nikki Zavitz. I do run um, the Collingwood Unschoolers Facebook page and the Collingwood Unschoolers Instagram. 
And I also run, um, we do like a children's makers market every year where I organize and the kids get to have their own booths and make stuff. Uh, so that's really fun if you're local, but, um, and there's an Instagram page for that, but yeah. That's but see, that's weird. also ideas for people too. You know, maybe they are local. You know, we're reasonably local to each other as, yeah, as far as I the unschooling world goes. I mean, we're only an hour away, right? <laughs> I know. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so wonderful. Well, thank you so much again and have a wonderful day, Nikki. Thanks, Pam. <laughs> I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the wonderful archive of earlier podcast episodes. The conversations never go out of date. And you can find more information about my books, my Patreon community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit at my website, livingjoyfully.ca. Have a great day.